All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Supreme Being. I have a special guest today. We'll get right into it, but as always, I have to do my three sponsorship announcements. Team BC, if you need anything with real estate worldwide, we can either help you or connect you with somebody worldwide. Make sure you email us at teambcsold at gmail.com or go to teambcsold.com. Modern Success, my personal coaching and mentorship program, we have over 200 members now, and we're getting at least two or three people joining a day. It's exploding. We decided to keep, awesome. yeah, we decided to keep the 97 a month through December. So if you guys haven't joined yet, go to joinmodernsuccess.com or go to my website on the coaching tab and get signed up immediately. And lastly, EXP. I know Adeline's about to join EXP, <laughs> but uh, go to join.exprealty.com if you want to get your app in. Otherwise, contact me and I can send you some more information if you don't know about it. So Adeline, thanks for, I mean, you just kind of stopped by today. So I was like, fucking I'm doing the podcast. Super I'll random. Put you on. Super random. For those yeah. of you interested in real estate investing, we will be touching on that a little bit. Uh, Annalyn's been a broker. How long have you been in real estate? About 14 years. 14 years. Some of you were in diapers 14 years ago. Right? <laughs> Don't um, make me feel old, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, obviously worked with her brokerage for a year. Um, she does sales. Obviously, she has agents under her and she's investing, so we'll touch on that. Um, but wow, 14 years of experience. Now, I met Annalyn at a Mike Ferry retreat and someone that went with me in my group, the other Brian, I guess you guys bumped into each other, started talking. Right. And then that's how we met. Right. And it was funny because, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you know, when dudes meet a girl and they're like, oh, you need to check out this chick. She's down the party type shit. And then he texted that to you, I think. Yeah, I did. And then, and then he texted it to me too. I was like, bro, you're not supposed to text that to her. You're supposed to text it to me. But uh, that, that was funny. And then since then. I guess then, those are things that happen at the Mike Ferry retreat. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. And that's like the, the, the bottom end of shit that happens right. at the Mike Ferry retreat. <laughs> So, you know, we've been cool ever since. She's Fun real time. cool. Yeah, she's really, really cool. One of the few people I would say that I've met through real estate that I'm actually cool with and hang out with because you guys know I hate most fucking realtors. I think they're boring <laughs> and weird. But um, I wanted to bring her on today because I know you're starting your own podcast soon and you're starting to do stuff on social media yes. from an investment standpoint. Correct. Right? Yeah. Um, and so you've been an agent for 14 years. How long have you been actively like investing and like fixing and flipping and that kind of stuff? About the last two years. The last two years. Yeah, okay. Last two years. What, what kind of sparked that? Was it because you were making a lot of money and saying, I need to start flipping? What caused you to start like really nailing down the investing? Well, you know, I mean, I was in business back in 2006. That's when I first got licensed. And then I was doing real estate when the market went down in 2008, 2009. So I kind of, um, got experience from, you know, working the REOs and the short sales at that time, mm -hmm. that would have been a great time to buy. But right, just right. like everybody else, you know, with the big short, I was affected. Right, and so um, real estate sales mm -hmm. is really everything that I had to turn to, to, right. you know, create the income. Yeah. But I started to see my past clients that I sold homes to back then mm -hmm. in 2009, 2010, right. calling me back to relist their home and sell it now in 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. And so um, with the sellers that I was working with, we would fix their house to get it ready for the market so that they can get top dollar. And I realized, I says, look, you know, I'm, you know, some of them might be an advanced cost, you know, to help them put the house on the market um, and, you know, get the home repaired, you know? So I started learning more about that. I started building my contracting team. I started working more and more with you know, um, just start, like I said, starting to build a team of contractors. And so part of the niche that I had when I was, you know, pulling in listings was 
hey, I've got a team of contractors and we'll go out and we'll fix your house, get it ready for the market. But I started to say, hey, you know, I'm advancing these costs, so I'm making no interest. And, and even some of the sellers are like, hey, we want to reduce your commissions. No, you know, look, I'm helping you We're gonna right, get right. your top dollar. So okay. we wanted to make sure we had, you know, fair commissions. Mm-hmm. But now I said, why can't I just partner with them? Yeah. So, you know, really um, what happened was you started buying, you started working with Mike Wolf mm-hmm. and then you started investing out of yeah. state. And I was just like, you know what? I, I've got my team. I right. need to go ahead yeah. and just start grabbing some properties and doing it myself rather than like be your own investor. You know, I'm in yeah. the business. I know the ins and outs, you know, all that good stuff kind of just, it just started to happen. I, cool. you know. I got my first deal um, working with this one gentleman. He bought his home. He was mm-hmm. had it for like 30 years, wow. but he mm-hmm. didn't have the money to fix it. Mm-hmm. It was like really, really bad. So, you know, we cracked a deal mm-hmm. and that put a little bit of money in my pocket. And then I just started, you know, right, right. doing more flips. So that was the first one that you took this angle, right? Yeah. Now, the, what I heard, next- yeah, what I heard that's cool that I want to comment on real quick is at the same time, you could also kind of use that as a leverage to negotiate a commission too you're doing a favor for the seller exactly. right now was that because some people watching probably have no idea about it were you providing your own funds for that or was it a hard money loan no what, it was my own funds out of yeah. pocket i mean some of these repair costs mm-hmm. were minimal right we'd right. spend like 10 grand on just yeah. painting the house yeah. um getting the gutters clean just get mm-hmm. it you know ready, ready for the market but um in the end in the end it was like um i kind of got a little little robot uh mind block but um the this the sellers basically needed our help and with redfin right. showing one percent commission to list yeah. on a billboard <laughs> on the freeway yeah. you got to get creative right you right, have right. to start and you know the, i'm in the bay area you know i'm i'm in the south bay i handle south bay east bay um you know all alameda county i mean it, it's very competitive you have a lot of realtors out there we're at high price points but you've got a lot of professional real estate agents that are focusing on listings yeah and so you've got to you know do things to be to stand out from amongst the rest when you're going in that interview right and by the way I'm, i might be going to a listing appointment after this and i'm taking her with me just to show her how it's done at the highest level there you go <laughs> yeah she would always call me like hey man i need help with this listing uh, you know, what's the objection handler for this so so that's cool so Two years ago, it started now. You said indirectly, kind of, you saw me doing my shit with Mike and it kind of sparked it under your ass. It's like, right. okay, I need to start investing. Yeah. What would you say is uh, maybe the top two or three mistakes you see people make? Or maybe there was a hurdle for you when you got in mm-hmm. that people can be aware of or avoid when it comes sure. to like, because you focus mainly on fix and flip, right? Yes. So we'll do it for fix and flip. Top two or three mistakes you see people do when they want to do their first fix and flip. Right. So you can't deviate from the numbers because the numbers don't lie, right? Because the margins, you have to look at, you know, what's this home really worth as is? What's it going to cost to repair this house? And how much could I really sell it for? And you have to factor in commissions because, you you know, if you're a realtor and you're flipping your own house, I mean, you're saving money on commissions because you're only paying one side. But you have to, you know, you still have to factor in those numbers and making sure that you don't overspend in buying the property and then overspend in your repairs. Yeah, because a lot of times too, when like I'm a female, right? So when I'm out there shopping for material, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I want that marble counter in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then I think I'm like this big stager and I'm not. And I'm like, I've got to look at the cost. Is this really going to, 
Is it going to look nice yeah. enough to you know make the home sell for more? Yeah. But is it a cheap enough material that doesn't look too cheap, but yet it's still good? You doesn't know, what I mean? it's, it doesn't break the bank. So, so it sounds like number one on the actual deal itself, and then number two when you're doing little details like repairing to not let your own emotion emotions. or your own agenda get into it because it's all about making profit, yes, right? It's all so about profit. the numbers for sure. For what, sure. what else would you say? Well, I mean, typically if you're looking at a, you want to look at market shares that have a high turnover, turnover rate. Okay. So you want to make yeah. sure that that home is actually going to sell. You've got to look at like the days on market, uh, you know, for the other homes that are selling. Um, you got to just make sure that you look at the overall picture. You can't just like say, hey, I'm going to buy this house because it looks like I could, it's something I can fix and flip. Yeah. You know, it looks like the price is good. But if you, don't, if you don't know the condition of the house, you don't know what the trends are in that neighborhood, um, you, you know, you don't know what type of buyer that it's going to, you know, that home will attract. Right, right. It's all, you know, you can, you just, that few little mistakes, you can lose yeah. a lot of money. Right, especially if you're getting like a hard money loan and the carrying costs are really yes, high. Yes, totally. Because you have like yeah. on a hard money, it's like 24 months, right, yeah. to pay it back. Yeah. And the interest rates are high, so there's a lot of costs you got to carry. And you have to consider the minimum is three months because lender financing is, um, yeah, right. you've got a whole, for it not to be considered a flip and a buyer to finance it, the home for it to qualify it has to be three months. Yeah. yeah, it's a grace period. It's like that waiting period. And for them, when does that 90-day period start? Upon the day you close the best close. Okay, yeah. cool. Because a lot of people, some people have asked me, like, oh, it's like when you open escrow. I'm like, no, 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 it's when you close. Yeah, it's when know. you close. And I'm glad you brought that up because there's areas around here, like by my old office, there's a city called Santa Fe Springs, mm -hmm. and there's like a handful of sales in that city a month. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's smaller, but it has a pretty decent population. So when I was getting into investing, I was like, man, I would never flip a house there because mm -hmm. the odds of you selling it based on, you know, making those numbers and doing it quickly wouldn't make sense there. Right. right? And I think that is long. a great point that people don't pay attention to. I think they look too broad. Like, Oh, the market's hot or the market's really good. Right. We're good. Anything right? will sell. Anything will yeah, sell. Yeah. That's not true. Any other, because those were two good ones, the numbers and then obviously zeroing in on the area. Mm -hmm. Is there another one you think that maybe you made a mistake on or someone else may make a mistake? Permits. Permits. Ooh, yeah, that's a big one. permits. You need to make sure that, you know, because neighbors are watching, right? So yeah. you need to make yeah. sure like you're doing yeah. things um, that are, one, going to get the home qualified for the loan. Right. Two, just make sure you don't get yourself in no trouble because somebody yeah. complains. It's yeah. over. You've right. got to go through. Yeah. So like I had an incident where um, we started on a project yeah. and um, a neighbor called, yeah. right? And they were called in to yeah. the city and then they came back and said, hey, you know, we need, you need to stop everything. Yeah. And we were like, oh shit, like, what do you mean we got to stop? So I had to play yeah. this card, you know, use my girl power yeah. to convince the inspector, like, yeah. please, you know, give me a break, you know, give me a break. Can, can you just come back and let me know what it is, what we got to do. And his thing was, I hope I don't have to make you start over just so that he can really dive in and look underneath the cavity of the house like mm -hmm. we were already enclosing everything with sheetrock with what you know our drywall yeah excuse me and so he wanted to make sure like all the electrical was fine-tuned and all that stuff well really? the electrical's behind the wall yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so our sheetrock was up yeah. but he was nice enough to where he was like okay i could do it this way you know there's another um he allowed us to do you know another way of inspecting that area mm -hmm. so we didn't have to cut anything open. Because otherwise you're paying double the cost. You have to 
open it up so just so we could the inspector can check it out and close it back up and buy all new material all over again so you know it's the lasting permits Permits, permits. Yeah, that's a big one. Sure. And, yeah. and would you say going back to the numbers real quick that you'll you'll kind of pad it just in case for oh, stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. That's Definitely. a good thing to. And you brought up you know the neighbors complaining, and I've heard so many stories of people doing stuff, and they'll have an asshole neighbor who's like standing there, and even the yeah. moment even the moment a worker like touches their property line, they'll call the city like, oh, these guys are you know trespassing on my property and they're doing stuff. Yes. So I've heard a ton. It's a nuisance for yeah. them, right? Yeah. You've got contractors in and out. They're making yeah. loud noise. There's a lot of cars out in the driveway. Yeah. You know, just depending how big yeah. your project is. I mean, it's, it's a nuisance for the neighbors. And even if you're cool about it and respectful enough, there's some neighbors who have nothing fucking better to do and they're still going to complain yeah. anyway because <laughs> that's the drama they need in their life, right? Exactly. So that's good. Um, so... From the moment you decided to start your first deal, how long did it take you to to find a deal? Mm-hmm. That's the first question. And then the follow-up question is, how do you go about finding most of your deals? Right, right. Yeah. So um, I'll be honest, you know, like the first few deals that I did, I didn't I didn't get a hard money. I partnered with the seller. Oh, nice. And so we okay. negotiated a deal. Mm-hmm. And so I advanced the cost to repair the house. I brought my team and the contractors. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, he said, hey, I'll pay you X. So that kind of gave me my foot in the door. Um, So, you know, there's other ways that you could go out there and I guess you can say use other people's money in a sense rather than, you know, using your own and leverage that so that, you know, because you can find people who, you know, need the help. Like I've got a friend right now who is uh, living with somebody and they want to sell the house and they want to fix it. Yeah. And he was like, look, he's been paying all the costs for his friend. His friend inherited the home. Yeah. So to him, it's like it's a paid off house. And, you know, his, you know, he doesn't work. You know, it's kind of like, um, you know, he, he does stuff around the house all day yeah. long, but yeah. all the equity is in the house, right. you know. So it's just a matter of like, hey, okay, what are we going to do to strategize to get your home sold, yet still put you in a position so you have another home to move into, and you're gonna have you're gonna be happy enough to say, hey, this is I'm I'm okay with this amount of money. Because yeah. some of these homeowners, they've like I said, they've inherited the house, they've had it a long time. Um, they're just ready to transition. You know, you just there's things that you could do to really find those type of people right. to to work with and leverage that to right. to start your investment. You don't always have to. I mean, obviously, you got to decide. You know, how are you gonna buy that investment? Are you gonna pay cash? Are you gonna get a hard money? Can I qualify for a regular conventional loan? Yeah. You know, positioning yourself is key. So, yeah. excuse me, it's always best to still make sure you're yeah. positioned right. So when that deal comes around, right. you're ready for it. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter where it comes from. Yeah, and as far as like your connections, either partners finding deals or hard money lenders or people that help you out, contractors, how did you go about finding those people? Was it? Through oh. your time in the business, is there a specific method you have for finding them? Because yeah. I'm speaking from That's a standpoint, and, and yeah, asking. Because <laughs> most people listening to this either have no experience or they're like, "Okay, I want to do it." So they're starting from like ground zero. You know, you've been in the business 14 years. Through trial and error, you probably already found some good ones. They did. But if, I had to. Yeah. I had to go through a couple of contractors just yeah. to find the right, right team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you break it down, right? Painters, roofers, electricians, plumbers. Uh, you know, people in the flooring industry, and then you got to find a place where you're going to get the material. You know, right. unfortunately, I've had contractors that have hookups at certain right, stores right. where we get their discount. Um, so all that makes a difference. Right. That's huge. 
Um, if somebody was starting from ground zero, what would you recommend they do to find, even if they go through a couple of them, what would they need to do? Do they need to go to networking events? Do they need to just get out there and hustle? What would be your recommendation for them to find contractors, electricians, hard money lenders and stuff like that? Yeah, I think there's a lot of conferences where people talk about investing and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, I mean, like you do investing on tax, was it tax? Um, tax deed. Tax yeah, deeds, yeah. you know, so there's, there's different ways you can invest, right? Or you can go on with the buddy and find something, find the property, get qualified for a loan, mm -hmm. right? And then you and your buddy partner up, you got to first put your money together, right? You got to first put your money together. You got to figure out how much money you have to play with. Yeah. And then you can kind of decipher like what type of investment that you can start looking into. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because everyone's looking to do it without putting a penny in, no responsibility yeah. and nothing. And I think there's so much stuff out there. Like I was telling you before when we were off camera on social media that people think you can just with thin air show up and be like, Oh, I'm going to buy this house. You know no, what I mean? I mean, everything yeah. is, uh, you got, you know, you've, You've got to work for it. There's nothing yeah. that happens overnight, you know, just like, like that. It's, yeah. You know, I think first is educating yourself. So, you know, mm -hmm. watching videos and things that, you know, yeah. other people have done the things that you're looking to do mm -hmm. and kind of learn from them and what they have to say. And, you know, just constantly feed your brain with information, stay in the know, like, you know, right. be in the market, listen to, you know, what's going on in stocks with bonds, you know, with, the you know real estate trends in your area like where are you looking because obviously some people like you you're like okay i bought in houston and i'm renting those properties out right you're holding them yeah and you're you know you're looking at properties in a different state um where you know me i'm local i'm just in my own backyard yeah, yeah. so you gotta you know if you, you it just really depends on what your your preference is cool yeah. here's another one because uh, i know people deal with this they come with questions later on because this isn't done up front when you partner with somebody to split profit, whether it's um, a contact that does stuff on the back end, like a hard money lender or whatever, or another realtor or friend that finds deals with you, mm -hmm. do you have with each other written contracts on how things are going to go? Okay, I already knew the answer was yes. Yeah, but definitely. That's, do you address that up front? How do those conversations look? How do you go about doing that? Right, just depends. Like, so um, my contractors and I, we basically, we basically like if we take if we take a if we take a flip we'll we'll you know we'll work out like I could pay for the cost of materials and he covers the labor yeah right so definitely you guys have to have something in writing especially if you like if you and I were to go in on a flip definitely we've got to have a contract you know depending on how we're who each party is contributing you know what would be considered fair because it's just like anything else, a meeting of the minds, right? Yes. So of us, you know, for us, it's like, okay, if it's, for me, it's, I'm putting in money, for you, you're putting in the labor, you know, how, how do we equally, right. mm -hmm. so that's just gonna be a matter of us deciding, you know, yeah. what we're comfortable with, what do we think is fair, yeah. and whether or not this venture would be something we should do together. Right, and I ask that because a lot of people are like, oh, it's my homie, he's not gonna screw me over. Right, which and is not true. I've been, <laughs> I've had contracts in place and people still try to screw me over. I've heard too many stories of people getting screwed over over three, four grand, you yes. know, even after doing 10 deals with the person, right? Or that one deal they were going to make a lot of money, boom, the other guy ran off with the money and never heard of him again. And that's, I people think. People get greedy. People change. Yeah. You know, money, money changes people. And so you have to see yeah. the signs, you know, you just got to allow yourself to be in the know. Yeah. You know, you can't like say, okay, well, 
you know, I put the money in, so he's going to do all the labor and I'm just going to sit back until everything's done. Yeah. You know, and you know, mm -hmm. lack of communication is really the number one thing that allows people to really fight or, or you know, there's that miscommunication is what, you know, yeah. gets people to fall off. Yeah. But you know, you can't allow, um, money to change you you can't allow yourself to like get lazy you know you gotta yeah. keep you gotta keep push you gotta wake up in the morning and get your ass up and go to work right, right. you know and i always tell people i mean especially with the friends sometimes it might be a harder conversation to have because you've been friends for 10 years and yeah. you're like hey we need a contract but you got to do that shit up front and get it done and over with because the way i tell them is if a friend of 10 years is giving me heat over signing a contract then that's a fucking red flag to me. Like, dude, why do you not want to sign a contract? It's just 50, 50, whatever we agreed upon. Mm -hmm. Why would you not want to sign it? Right. If we're going to be in this together and do multiple deals and you believe in everything I said, you know, right. that already tells me something's off. Kind of like we were saying earlier, the people that will, for whatever reason, not double in the deal. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, because you know deep down inside they don't either trust themselves or they might be susceptible to do some shady right. shit. <clears throat> this is true. Yeah, they, <clears throat> they try to mask it like, oh, I'm, I'm too good. I, I don't do it. You know? right. now, not, to, not to say that that's the case, but that's my hunch. Because mm -hmm. if you knew you were going to be neutral and you disclose it, what are you really doing wrong? Right, you know? right. I know some brokers yeah. just don't like the dual agency. Right, um, right. They don't allow their agents to do it. But again, like you said, you know, if you work with integrity, yeah. Um, you know, you shouldn't have no worries. Right. So this is what we can do. <clears throat> We've been going for 20 something minutes. If you guys want, I'll open it up to questions. You can ask me or Annalyn some questions. She's uh, more experienced when it comes to investing than me. So, uh, let's see. This guy said, um, today I partnered with the wholesaler flipper and door knocked uglies with the agreement being that I be a listing agent and she an investor, we split 50, 50 ideas. I feel like nice. I should drop a contract. Definitely drop a contract. Cool. That's a no brainer. Okay, cool. Uh, I want to do full-time real estate, but I'm in corporate America and over it. Should I do full-time PS? I watch your YouTube videos every day. You give me life. Cool. Awesome. What would be your response? Cause I, he already knows Rocky. He already yes. Knows. Be a full-time realtor. Definitely. Yeah. It's too easy not to be. You just have to believe in yourself and, uh, mm -hmm. You know, you got to train yourself every day. Yep. And when the woman says that it sounds so much nicer, when I say it, like, <laughs> fucking quit and do it, right? So I agree, right? But, you, you know, obviously, some people, it just depends on your personal situation. So if you've got bills and you don't have reserves, you know, maybe you want to, you know, wait a little bit until you build, you get a couple of deals before you yeah. actually quit a job. But yeah. um, definitely your, make that a goal. <clears throat> stack your bread a couple yeah. months, yeah. I just said, fuck it. It went in full time. But That's again, what I did. You know, yeah. I mean, I mm -hmm. even, yeah. But of course, gotta have faith. we're supposed to tell them, oh, I, have, <laughs> I was told, I was told six months reserved. And I think when I got in, I probably, I mean, I put my coaching, the Mike Ferry coaching, mm -hmm. that seminar I went to, that mm -hmm. and the coaching on a credit card. And I was like, fuck it. I can only make two payments. Then I'm broke. I got to make this shit happen. Oh yeah. I've, you know, yeah. I've been, I've been down that um, road before too. It's like, you have only so much, but if you have faith and you believe in yourself, you, you make it happen. Right. Here's a question. What is your advice on hard money lenders and asset based loans? Honestly, I've never touched any asset based loans. I mean, hard money loans, it just depends, um, you know, how quick, you know, what the interest rate you're going to get because the rates are pretty high and how quick you can get that home sold. Right. So you have up to 24 months, most, most hard money lenders, and they're more streamlined. I mean, you don't have, 
I think some of them, you know, go if you're self-employed, some will go based off the deposits now credit, yeah. and if um, and some of them don't even look for a forty-five hundred six T. Cool. Your consistency with what you do and how you promote yourself is on point. Thank you, Christensen. Thank you. Hey, what's your everyday mindset? How do I answer that? <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you want to sum it up into a sentence, um, Energizer Bunny, right? It just keeps, right? Um, can you do a flip using an FHA loan? Want to use more cash for renovations? Mm. So FHA loan, it you know, gosh, FHA loans are pretty much a first-time home buyer program. The homes do have to qualify. I mean, anybody could go FHA. So, like, let's say your score is under 720. Yeah. Um, you know, technically, you go FHA if you're not coming in with 20% down. You're paying, you know, MI payment. But um, the homes have to qualify. So, if the home is really dilapidated and, you know, you can't get a house, the house won't qualify for FHA loan. Yeah. I can't get over the poo pillow. Oh, um, Poop emoji. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. That shit is hilarious. Any other questions or are you all fucking expert investors already? <laughs> uh, when do you write your wholesale fee in? I'm unclear, but the seller signs a contract first and then does the buyer sign the same contract? How do you do it? Oh, are, you, are those, you know, I don't even know what the wholesale, I've honestly never done one of those. But I hear about it. Is that the signed contract? So well, you there's ways of doing it. Together? But typically, people do it off assignment. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. an assignment. So yeah. the way I've done it, and most people do it, is you know you tell the seller what's going on. So mm -hmm. upfront, they already know. Right. right. Some people do it shady, but we do it, and we have the agreement with the seller, and then we already have the assignment agreement right. too, the, and that's written in what she's sure. asking. So the seller signing everything is 100% aware of what's going on. They know mm -hmm. how much I'm making. They know what the deal is. And there's I just no, think doing that kind yeah. of deal is a yeah. little bit harder. It is. You know, it's, it more, it's like a lot more footwork behind, you know. It is. But at this point, like with the way I've done, because I've only done like two, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not like an expert, but I have right. a list of people. As soon as I have that shit signed, I don't even have to worry about assigning it to anybody because like you said, I've done my numbers. I know my shit. And I blast out an email to like 500 possible people. Mm -hmm. And I always get minimum five, six people like we'll do it. Got and it. I can assign it within 24, 48 hours typically. Mm -hmm. Right. But again, I've only done two. And in those situations, we do have to find that right seller, you know, because if they see you're going to make 20, 30 K, they're like, fuck this dude. I'd rather just put right. it on the market. market. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, but the way I don't have a guilty conscience is to just be straight up and be like, Hey dude, this is a side hustle. I do. If you're down with it, I can get it done quicker, mm -hmm. but I just want, want to be in front. I'm making 30 racks off your house. Well, look, you Okay. Know? So if an investor went in yeah. and bought a property, they'll offer 70% of the after repair value. Yeah. Right. That's their margin. So, so, if you could get the home on an as is price yeah. and then find, because the market right now is still a seller's market. Yeah. So get the house for the as is price, but turn around and sell it to a buyer's right. willing to pay the repaired price. Yeah. Then, you know, right. then there'd be some margin for you to assign it and still make your cut. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, born center. Uh, I've done the two that I did. Were they double closing? I think they were double closing. If I remember the last one I did was like, fuck like a year ago. I think they were double closing though. Have you done any wholesale? Or no? Mm -mm, no? no. Oh, okay. You see at work right now, I was just telling my coworker about you. And, and I stayed away from those. I felt like they just, there's a lot of legwork behind yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. I mean, that's why people who want to wholesale, they think it's some little side shit where it's yeah. like super quick. Uh-uh. You're either door knocking for dollars, like you're, you're putting in time. I mean, you know yeah. me. Like, yeah. I, I've been in business so long. Like, I try to take the easy route. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, let's see. Right now, 95, that's cool. Let's see. Have you ever heard about wholetailing? If so, can you give a brief summary? Wholetailing. I haven't. No, me neither. I haven't heard about that, Ronnie. Sorry. I'm a new agent. I've been door knocking the past few months, but I'm getting burnt out. I'd love to hear some advice. Uh, it takes time, Aaron. If you remember, Aaron, if you've watched any of my YouTube videos, you know I tell you it takes time and consistency of doing that shit. You're not going to do it two or three months and be, you know, fucking Josh Altman for a million dollar listing. It's just going to take time. And shit, you've door knocked before. And even the little spurts that you did, you would get results. You get leads, I did get results, but, yeah. you know, zero in on your door knocking. Do some expires. Do some fizzbos. Go to the neighborhoods that are hot. Door knock around preview, uh, you know, new listings that you preview. Uh, promote open houses when you door knock. Scatter some hotter opportunities in your door knocking. Don't just do cold doors, right? Because I did that because I'm fucking crazy. But I did the other stuff too. And I did it so much. And I knew it would work. That's why I never really got burnt out. I mean, you remember, fuck, I'd be like black from here. Yeah. Up, from door knocking. I would, like I took my shirt off, I look awkward as fuck because I was like black here and then just white as fuck here. Yeah, yeah she, you were totally committed with the door knocking. Yeah, thing. exactly. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. What do you think about the 203K loan? Do you have any experience with that? Mm, I did a couple back in the day. Yeah. I haven't had any recent, I haven't used a 203K loan recently. 203K, it's like a rehab loan. Yeah, right. Um, Bank of America was a really good bank to go through with 203K. And back then? I don't know if their program's right. I think yeah. they still offer it. Okay. But, um, you know, they were offering that loan a lot back in um, the down market, back in, you know, the big short. So overall good, you would say? I mean, it, you know, I, I don't know what the rates are like today. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the what the guidelines are on them. You take a look at the guidelines and see, you cool. know. Okay. But they're rehab loans, so it's it's <clears> something <throat> to look into for sure. Cool, got it. Hop on Modern Success. That's right. Get on Modern Success. Any yeah. books you recommend for communication? I'll share it in the group. Ninety-five. I'll give you some really good ones. Would you Would you suggest getting a fifteen-year conventional lower rate or a thirty-year lower monthly for flip? Mm, that's a good question. Well, the 15 year, you get the, uh, the lower rate, but I would go for the lower payment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would lean towards that too. Mm -hmm. How many states do you have property? That question's for the both of you. I, I have one that I split with somebody in Cali here in LA, a duplex. And then I have four that I own in Houston. So two states. Okay. Yours is all in Cali. Huh? All in Cali. Yeah. So hers is all in California. North, uh, Northern California. Thanks so much. Appreciate everything you post. Thank you, dude. Thank you. I've been binge watching your videos on YouTube and they're very helpful. Cool. Thank you. Awesome. All good. Um, and before we close out, you can give your social media and stuff and your Facebook that way they can follow you. Cause I know a bunch of people who follow me are always asking me about investing. Uh -huh. So cause, oh. cause they want fix and flip. Like everyone calls buy and hold boring, mm -hmm. but they all oh, want to fix and flip and make money. So they just go to you. Okay. Well, um, my name is Annalyn Artadi. You can find me under iHeart Real Estate. I think our Instagram is 143 underscore, underscore A. I want to be straight up honest with you guys. The social media thing is not my thing. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm new to this whole thing, but I'm going to get everything set up. So BC will uh, blast it all once it's all yeah. ready. I'll put it on the <laughs> podcast. Much Facebook group is a reminder. Cool. You're welcome. What's up, bro? I missed the intro. Who is she? Annalyn. She's my ex-broker at iHeart Real Estate when I was there for a year. 
real estate investor. She fixes and flips. I sell too. Yeah, I still, I real still estate, sell yeah. real estate. Cool. All right. We'll take one more question and then we'll end it. And then you're going to go with me on a listing appointment. Yeah, let's do it. I love it. That's how we do it. And we got to grab some food too. For sure. Thanks so much for the info. You're welcome. Buy and hold is not boring. I agree, but yeah. No, did you it's not, not like, boring. Did you no. not like the mate? Have you ever tried it's the mate? Boring. No, you. Uh, uh, well, I mean, this one's like, oh, I have to make a fresh one because that one's okay. like super old and cold. Our homie's sleeping. I know. He's and, high. And Lynn wants to steal my cat, but I'm not going to let her. The little sphinx. What's his name again? Pharaoh. 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 Looks like this. Hey, he was following me everywhere. Yeah. That's dope. That's because you're the new guest, dude. <laughs> I like that. Every, anytime anybody comes over, he always like, at first he'll be all shy and then he'll start following you and kind of like spying on you. It's yeah. Funny. It's funny. What's the reason people FISBO? Um, well, I can tell you some of them just don't know what the fuck they're doing. Some of them, the majority of them I would say at some point, whether they admit it to you up front or not, either have somebody in their family who's a realtor who's a scrub or they've been burned by an agent and had a bad experience or three, they just despise realtors for whatever reason. Like, oh, he makes 10 grand off selling this house. Fuck that guy. I work hard every day and I only make 30 grand. So I had like, one this like I pride. rolled up. I, had, yeah, I think I was yeah. on my, had a nice truck on 20s. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> with my black on black rims. And he was like, oh, this is why you want to sell my house. Seriously, yeah. Oh, my God. What's the best piece of advice for a brand new agent just getting started? Well, you have 14 years of experience. So oh. I'll let you answer that. Best piece of advice for a brand new agent? Hey, you got to be committed to doing the work. <laughs> Read those scripts, uh, internalize those, start there. Yeah, so you have yeah. some 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 guidance, some swag when yeah. you talk to people. That's really what it's about, you I gotta think. You got to know how to pre-qualify people because you don't yeah. want to waste your time. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing. Everybody wants to buy. You know, you'd be doing, I mean, you wouldn't be doing yourself a favor if you don't talk to people about real estate. You want to talk to everybody about real estate. It's a hot topic, so. It is. Um, I think the biggest piece of advice I can give you is, uh, you know, tied to what she said, the scripts are going to give you a baseline of questions to ask mm -hmm. and a level of comfort and confidence when you talk to people. Because, you know, when we were role playing years ago and everybody was kind of, damn, bro, how are you getting listings? I didn't have the experience. I hadn't built up a huge track record. But when I walked in front of a seller, I was just confident as fuck. That you could ask them, I'd be like, I'm getting this fucking listing. I'll call you guys after once once I leave signed. Like, there's no question I'm gonna get it. Even if there was four other agents that were interviewing, I was just like, I got this shit because I knew exactly what to say. I knew an answer to every fucking objection, and that's all under your control. You can find any objection and find and make up even your own answers and rehearse it so much. Like we would, I would tell them. Like they would call me like, hey, I'm getting this fucking objection. How would, how would you answer it? And I'm like, and, I'd be like, and they're like, fuck, that's a good response. I did used to do that, yes. I've had people call me at listing appointments in different markets, and I'll close it for them on the phone. Mm -hmm. Like, remember that, uh, what was her name, Dorinda? Kevin, Kevin Ward, she was yeah. in South Bay, little, little, little oh, woman, remember? Yes, 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 yes. She called me one time when I was in, I was visiting my parents, I was in their pool, <laughs> swimming. And she's like, oh, this is Brian, blah, 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 and my associate. And I closed the fucking deal for her on the phone. On the phone. <laughs> and then she said, after we hung up, when they were signing, she was like, they asked, like, were you, like, in the pool or something? Because I could hear the water <laughs> splashing. But that's all I mean is I didn't say anything special. I just confidently told them, hey, because yeah. they complained about the price and the commission. I just handled Those are the two main yeah. biggest objections. Um, let's see. How do you qualify a good rental income investment versus a flip? Is it just always fix and flip for you, or do you consider... I, you know, I personally, I used to have rentals. Yeah. I personally, yeah. I, I don't like rentals because yeah. you just deal with, 
people and their bullshit. You manage them yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, I was oh, doing okay. my own yeah. property management. I mean, I was oh. a realtor, so yeah, I was doing right. my own property management. Right. But I didn't, you know, I didn't want to, um, I don't want to deal with people's bullshit. It's, it's a headache. Yeah. It's just, it's a personal preference. Right. With me, it was just about cash flow, George, because I didn't have any plans on really selling the property. So the ones in, in Texas, even if I had to pay more for them, I would still get them because I'm banking 900 bucks a month and it's just cash flow. Yeah. So even if I had a loan that was two or 300 bucks a month, I'm cash flowing. Yeah. And if two months it's vacant and I got to fork out 300 bucks a month, that ain't shit to me. Yeah. So cash flow is king. That's kind of how I learned it. And that's kind of how I look at most deals. I mean, real yeah. estate's either passive income or you're going to build equity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you, you said a sales target locked in for next year. Not yet, Andrew. What do you have for sales? Is there like a sales goal you have next year for how much volume you want to do? Or maybe you and your agents? Oh, I don't know. I haven't yeah. really got that far yet. We're doing that next week, Andrew, yeah. or at least for my team. Me, us too. Yeah. So just the scripts, scripts for Fizbo's. We always use the, the Kevin Ward scripts, right? The book of yes. That's good. And then the one, the first one that I learned was the Mike Ferry one. I just tweaked the beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah, Kevin is really, he, he's got good scripts because yeah. it's very, um, they, I don't know, something about Kevin, I, I was able to internalize the scripts more than yeah. I was even my queries. That. Because I think everybody used it. It's like you, yeah. he, Kevin taught you kind of how to finesse it. And it was bit. the same, just a little better. Yeah. A little linguistically better, mm -hmm. yeah. Any right. advice for when you're losing motivation? Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, you're a guest, so I always ask. I mean, guests. when you're losing motivation, you just have to, um, I see you got to pick yourself back up man I mean this is all goes back to mindset you know go to the gym you know go run on the treadmill or um, you know go be around other people other realtors that are actually making making some selling and making some money mm -hmm. uh, right. that always uh, helps yeah. me out I always call the ones like hey guys what are you guys doing I need you know let's let's um, what are you doing right now <laughs> I'm always trying to right. get, you know, I try to stay um, connected. Definitely. Yeah. So with her, from what I'm hearing, it's more about energy, your environment, yes. your people yeah. and getting plugged into that. Right. <clears throat> My suggestion to you, uh, Teeny, that's your name, Teeny. I don't know if that's your real name. Number one, get on modern success for sure. Because 80, 90% of what I cover is mindset. When it comes to, I tell people, I don't deal with motivation lack of motive. I don't deal with that shit anymore. I'm way fucking beyond that. But if you're still at that level, right? Yeah. What a lot of people struggle with is you may be doing, and I'm assuming you're in real estate or sales, you're probably doing a lot of shit throughout your day that you're not clear on. Maybe I hate to use the word why, right? But if I know, for example, like when I got my Lambo, Hey, when I door knock, when I call, when I do this shit, I'm getting the fucking Lamborghini. Like I'm getting that shit. I woke up every day with that shit on my mind. And it was like, even if I was sick, I was like, I'm still going door knocking. Like, <laughs> what's up, man? Like, no matter what, because that shit was so clear in my head of exactly why I was doing the shit that it was no problem for me. I could have, again, physically just be destroyed, tired. I mean, fuck, it could have been like a night. Maybe I was in the day and I fucking, we went out and we were out till three in the morning, but I had a role play with somebody at six in the morning. My ass was up on the phone, half asleep, but doing it because I, wa I wanted it so better. bad. Yeah, yeah, I wanted it so bad. Right? And it was literally one of those things that everything I had written down and everything I was striving for, it was like in my heart because I really wanted it. Where a lot of you mess up, I think, is you're doing maybe what we tell you to do, but the goals that you've put in front of you maybe really aren't your goals and you're just kind of doing it because people said, oh, set goals. And they're not really mm -hmm. dear to what you want to do and the lifestyle you want to create. Mm -hmm. I think that has a lot to do with it. 
but habits help you cultivate your mindset. Studying. Studying for me too. A lot. For sure. Getting around the right people, like she said, mm -hmm. and studying, going to a lot of seminars, investing a lot of fucking money into it. Teach uh, yourself. You've got to, yeah. you've got to teach yourself. And you got to be willing to go through shit. Yeah. Right. I put myself sure. through a lot of trials and tribulations, even just in the last five years. Right. We talk about, you know, cause I'm always talking to you guys about pickup and getting girls too. Well, if you want to get better, you have, you obviously have to fucking talk to girls all the time. Right. And there's going to be moments where you doubt yourself. Some chick tells you to go fuck yourself. The chick that you thought you were going to hook up with is hooking up with another guy and doesn't talk to you. You're going to go through all that shit. <laughs> it's all bad. Right? So, of course. <laughs> but it's okay. But if you want to be great with women, you're going to have to suck with women at first. Right? This is true. Like, you're not going to come out being fucking Rico Suave, like you're fucking every girl, and oh, every girl loves me. Even if you're already good, you're still going to get rejected. <laughs> right? Even if you think you're the man, you're still going to get rejected. It happens. So, to go from the bottom to the highest level requires, you know, a lot of stress. Dude, People look at me like, oh, man, you're so good at door knocking and calling. They missed all the times I was told to go fuck myself. Yeah. People pulled guns on me door knocking. I've, I've been told off by people, oh, you're garbage. You're not going to sell shit. You're a mm -hmm. fag. I've been told everything, right? But because of that, now I can stand here and be like, okay, I've done it all. I've seen it all. I've heard it all. I can, you know, talk game with you now right. from a level of having done this shit so much that it's easy for me now. I can already, when somebody, the way they open the door now, when I door knock, I already know what the fuck they're going to say. Right. Right. So I think it's just, you know, yeah, yeah, I had one guy tell me, he was like, why do you have to, cause I try to do the finesse. I got a house down the street. We're about to have the open house, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and did the little script. And then he was like, why you just didn't tell me, why don't you just ask me straight up? Do I want to sell my house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to say right, right there. I was right. like, well, do you want to sell your house? Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Uh, I've been, yeah. I will get to that later. Yeah. That's, That's funny. Cool. All right. Cool. Well, thank you, Annalyn, for doing this. Uh, you know what? If you, want, if you want, type your, because uh, I'll write it on the podcast, type okay. your, your Instagram here sure. in case people want to follow you. And we'll, we'll end it here.